Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald here with you, of course, and thank you so much for joining me again this week. As always, I got to bring in a guest host or a guest P, as it were, and I'm doing that again this week. We've got a uh, guest that's been on many, many, many times, like a lot of times. He's a patron of the show, he hosts the show on his website. And he's just a friend of mine in real life and bothers me on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we impromptu kind of came up to do this recording like an hour ago. And here we are laying down an episode of Peas kind of out of the blue. I didn't expect to do this night, but I'm thrilled that I am. Say hello to Mr. Dan Brennick, producer Dan from Netflix and Swill. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, shalom. I'm, I'm wonderful. Uh, also right. tired, but wonderful. Have you been drinking? Um, so I had this... Uh, what was what the fuck was it? It was like a rosé blend on the show recently. What? I only had like half a glass left, mm-hmm. like in the bottle. So I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll finish this. What? A rosé blend? Yeah. Okay. Um, all it right. was six dollars, Gerald. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm doing a full steam coffee is for closers. It's a coffee porter, so I'm doing that. An iced coffee porter. I'm sorry. It's a little more bougie than your standard coffee porter, I guess. But anyway. of course. But thanks for being here, man. So, you know, I was messing around in our Twitter chat, like I said, about an hour, hour and a half ago. And I said, you know, I, I want to do something tonight. My kids are sick, by the way, this week. So I'm going to be home with both of those little assholes. <laughs> Can I say that? All day tomorrow. And I'm like, let me just do something enjoyable tonight. And I was going to watch a movie. I was going to do one of my Patreon rec- uh, Patreon recordings. And then Dan said, you know what, man? Let's get on the mic and let's do this. I sent you a list of a bunch of... You know episodes that are in the, you know, in the pipeline for two Ps, and you chose this one. What did you want to count down tonight? What are we doing? So unfortunately, your list did not contain uh, Blink One Eighty Two songs, <laughs> so I couldn't do that one. Uh, so instead, I decided to choose like the second most obvious thing uh, out of the list of what you sent and Blink One Eighty Two songs. Uh, it is top five movie. Oh God, what the fuck? Oversights like blind no, spots. Wh- Oh, there it is. Yeah, blind spots. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote it on my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes have the title because I, uh, I'm a smart person and just forget to read sometimes. So yes, uh, blind spots. Yes. Uh, famously, I don't watch a lot of movies, so uh, this is a list, boy. Well, here's what I wanted to ask you about the list. I, you know, I came up with mine a little while ago too, and and it was actually tough for me because. I wanted it to be a list of movies that I actually want to see because what'll happen is people might be like, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't seen that, which is probably what everybody's going to say at our picks tonight, I would imagine, or a lot of people will. 
Of course. But if I don't want to see it, I'm probably never going to see it. Do you know what I mean? Like if I just don't have a desire to or it's passed me by or like whatever. I mean, what about when you came up? Like in other words, is your list like kind of like the masses think you should have seen it? Or is it like stuff that you really truly wish you had seen? Yes. Uh, the, I mean, like I, I looked at like popular movies or like top rated movies mm-hmm. and was like, Oh, haven't seen that. Oh, haven't seen that. I've collated a couple of them into like groups because as you'll find out as we go through my list, there are many groups or like categories of movies I haven't seen. So like and they'll make sense. It's not like a, like, oh, action movies. I want I want to see more action. No, it's just like right. you know, a certain director or a certain studio movie that I that I haven't seen that I should should have seen. But I mean, yeah, it's mainly stuff that like the the general public thinks I should see based off of popularity, mm-hmm. like, but and like I'm like, oh yeah, I should watch these at some point, but it's never like, oh my god, I gotta get out and watch it immediately because I mean we're in this era where if I really wanted to watch something immediately, you could do it. I know that's what makes this makes me feel kind of bad about my list too because especially like my top you know three I would say are movies that like I'm really kind of disappointed in myself that I haven't seen them and I really should have seen these movies by now. Right. I just don't know what why I I don't because I watch new movies all the time. So I could very easily put on one of these and they've been in my blind spot, you know, to-do list forever. So these are some movies that I think are going to surprise people because as you know, I watch way too many movies. Yes. Um and I think you'll even be surprised by some of the ones that I've named here. But you you do listen to the show regularly and I'm sure a lot of other people listening right now do, so It'll kind of make sense when you hear them because they've never made any two P's list. I've never brought them up. In fact, a lot of these, I don't even remember guests really bringing up on the show. Um, and if they did, it would have been, I would have passed over it like, hey, I haven't seen that. It's been a blind spot for me. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think, so in your list, Dan, because you, you know, you kind of admitted that you don't see as many movies as the regular film buff would, would. am I going to be surprised by some of yours? You think? Oh yes. Okay. All right. Yes. One thing I want I wanted to say because uh, you know we we haven't talked about like parameters so like I made sure no twenty twenty two movies like we're we're, yeah, we're talking here. like top Top Gun Maverick I haven't seen it but like that's not like I I can watch that at any time yeah any, any like I want so like you know I'm not really counting that like any any twenty twenty two movies at all not in the blind spot list these are more like highish profile like his not I don't want to say historical movies but like Movies that, like, when I say it, somebody's going to be, like, yeah. probably offended that I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, exactly. Same here. People are going to be like, what? The the newest, if you will, the youngest movie on my list is from 2015. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. It's in my top five. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get there. All right. So we're doing our top five movie blind spots. Uh, movies that we should have seen, but we have not as of the time of this recording. You they, know what's interesting? Yeah, we uh at the beginning of the pandemic, you and I recorded an episode of Two Piece, which was basically this, but for TV. We Didn't were we like do that? TV, yeah, yeah, it was like TV blind spots. I'm like, I haven't seen Mad Men, fucking yeah. the, uh, the Sopranos. Uh, haven't seen any of them since. Like everything on that list, I didn't watch a fucking single second of. But you know, so, <laughs> so good track record for this blind spots uh, sub theme you and I are going. On I right remember now. that because I remember I had like Fleabag on mine that I still haven't seen and. 
Um, yeah, we did. I don't think I did any. I have to go back to that list, but I don't think I've done any of mine either. Yeah, we're we're lazy assholes. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Um, all right, man, you want to get us started? So these are our top five movie blind spots, guys. Films that we probably should have seen by now, but for whatever reason we have not. Dan, what do you got at number five, buddy? All right, so this is a very film Twitter answer. Oh wow! But it's uh, it's also my first category. Uh, it's Akira Kurosawa films. I have not seen a single Akira Kurosawa movie. Wow. Despite the fact that it's all on HBO Max right now, like basically his entire catalog. Th- that's it. Like all I know is like people love Akira Kurosawa. Uh, there was this uh, video game that came out for the PlayStation called uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And it has this mode called Kurosawa mode, where I guess it's like some black and white high contrast mode that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a samurai game. So, you know, it's a very like a, a Kurosawa style game in terms of its storytelling. So they give it a Kurosawa visual style, too. So, like, the world is just like, Dan, you need to see some Kurosawa. And I just haven't taken the time to do it. Well, what's the so you're so you're just saying the whole catalog, the whole catalog. I, I right. have not seen a single like. I've seen still images of a Kurosawa movie. I have not seen motion to a Kurosawa movie ever. Wow. Okay. Well, I haven't seen a lot either. So uh, I'm kind of with you there. I don't know. It's not that I don't want to. I just, I feel like you really have to be into that, you know. Yeah, probably. Aesthetic, but I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, who knows? All right. So Kurosawa, the whole catalog for you is your number five. So my number five is kind of a, Kind of a double whammy because there was also a remake a few years ago that I also really, really want to see. And I also never saw mm-hmm. the original, which is mm-hmm. a Dario Argento movie from 1977 called Suspiria. Ooh, okay. This is actually shocking to me considering yes. who stars in it. Oh, the remake. You're talking the re- about the, the remake, uh, yes. Dakota Johnson, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, that's a big reason why I wanted to see the remake as well. But I, you know, this is like one of those zeitgeisty films that's like, so popular in the horror community and it's Argento, which I have seen a lot of his stuff. And this is arguably his most popular, definitely one of his most popular. Mm-hmm. And I just never saw it, man. The Italian horror from the late seventies really appeals to me and the vivid, like blood red colors that he uses and stuff. I feel like I would really, really enjoy this. And then I would be able to critique the remake too, which I also want to see. So I'm just kind of putting the Suspirias at my number five, but really I need to get on it and see the original, which we're recording this in October, and you know I do a lot of horror this month, so yes. maybe I will make it happen. Have you seen either of these films? Oh, no, I added the uh, remake Suspiria to my list because that's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I think it's a Prime movie, and you know, just never, never watched it. <laughs> yeah. But you obviously never saw the original either. Really. No, it's not like I, I'm like I just like oh yeah I should probably see Suspiria, but it's not like one of those things where it's like super high up on my list to do in the first place. I just feel like you know people make fun of me for being the horror guy. They're probably going to be surprised that I haven't laid eyes on this. But oh yeah, you yeah, know. like that's like that's like a classic horror movie. I and know. like just just the original version. Like even even if you said like you haven't seen the remake, I think people would be like oh okay that's fine. Not seeing the original, I think, is probably the bigger sin for you. Yeah, it really is. And you know what? I'm going to make it happen. I mean, I got to watch it this month, man. And I think you're right. It probably is on Amazon. Actually, I have it right here in front of me. Let me see real quick. Oh, my God. It's on Tubi. Oh, it's on Tubi? <laughs> oh, that's right. It is on Tubi. I did add it to my list on wow, Tubi. Oh, my God. That's okay. Tubi Tuesday right there. We're, uh, we're, we're good, then. I got to get Brad and Drew's approval. So I will do Suspiria on Tubi this month. Um, so... To be continued. Hey, you see what I did there? Hey, there it is. All right. So let's go, man. What do you got at number four, buddy? You're up next. 
All right, my number four is probably one of the most famous movies of all time. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Casablanca. Oh, but you want to see this? Because this, does, ah. this doesn't say Dan to me. No, it doesn't. But, like, I mean, there's a lot of movies that I watch that don't say Dan and I wind up liking. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those movies that it's like, what was this, 1943 or something like that? Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact date. But, like, I, I have a bad track, re- track record with anything, like, pre-1960. I, I think most most shit is, is pretty awful mm-hmm. from before 19, 1960, at the very least. 1970 uh, probably is the true cutoff for, like, real good modern movies. But, like... I don't know, it's just one of those classic movies that it's like, I, I probably, I should have seen this at some point, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, like, at some point I probably will, it's just one of those, like, uh, I gotta find the time, I gotta figure out, like, cause like, I don't know, I, I'm not a big fan, like, the, the mid-Atlantic fucking voice, like, hey, how, how you doing there, Sonny, I, the, yeah, I'm, I the, I'm the guy, yeah. oh, I want to, like, like, it's like, you know, act, it's like overacting before overacting was a thing. Oh, my God, it's You know what I'm saying? Awful. It's like how everybody just kind of acted back then. Have you seen then, those, like, behind the scenes of those from that era? No. It's really cool if you get, there's a clip that somebody put together on YouTube where it's like, it's just so funny how they like drop out a character and they're just like having, you know, improv behind the scenes and they're actually <laughs> talking like me, me, me and you are like normal, but it's like, like when normal the, human beings. Yeah. But it's like when the camera's on, it's just like heightened up to this overacting, like over the top, you know, dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really funny. It's really cool to see that kind of juxtaposition. But uh, I watched that a couple months ago. I thought it, it was hilarious. And I mean, that's the dude version. There's also the, the female version of the 1940s voice. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh yes, yeah, Sasha. No, that's that's a terrible. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean. Like it's very soft spoken, right? Yeah, like breathy. very pro- yeah. breathy, proper. Like it, that. Sure. Like just every voice in that era just makes me dig my eardrums out of my head. <laughs> Casablanca. Well, I have seen that one. Um, I actually had to watch it in college. Had it not been for that, I wonder had I would I have seen it though. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's okay. it's good. You know, it's just one of those. You could see like the revolutionary aspects to it and the history of it, yes, um, and how important it is. And then you know when you start looking at the timeline of cinema, like you know, I mean, I get it. It's 1942, by the way. Um, oh, is that, oh, I was, I was close. You were really close. Yeah, yeah. I would have just known the 40s. I wouldn't have been able to nail the year. So, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I can see it for its merits for that. But yes, aside from a couple like really iconic scenes, it just kind of dragged for me a little bit. You know, that's mm, fair. But I have seen that one, so I don't think I'll be re- revisiting it anytime soon. Uh, my number four is a pretty recent film. It came out in 2005. Um, this movie I have to see because uh, it makes me feel like a piece of shit that I haven't. Because <laughs> our, a top-tier patron of my show for several years now, Dan Roski, mm-hmm. who gives me a lot of money to produce the show, loves mm-hmm. the show. He's a big proponent of it. One of my biggest fans. I love talking to this guy sent me a copy of this movie because on an episode I had somebody brought it up as one of their picks and I had said, Oh, well that's a blind spot for me. I haven't seen it. I really want to. He knows I love the filmmaker. I just haven't seen it. It's called a history of violence. Have you seen this? It's a David Cronenberg film starring Vigo Mortensen. Oh, you're talking David Cronenberg. The only Cronenberg I've seen is possessor and that's his son. So like, right, no, right. I, no, I, no, I, Cronenberg well, is an entire uh, blind spot for me. Apparently, this is a detachment from that type of body horror stuff that Cronenberg does. So, of course, I haven't seen it, but this is uh, pegged as an action thriller drama. Uh, Ed Harris is in it, William Hurt, uh, Maria Bello, and Vigo Mortensen. 
and I don't really even know what it's about. Sure. Uh, I just know that I need to see this. It has great reviews. I love everybody involved, including the filmmaker. Um, and it won the Palme d'Or that year at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Like it was well revered. It was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. I think William Hurt may have won that year for supporting, but I know he was nominated for sure. So it's like one of those movies that's like well revered from a very established filmmaker. My freaking patron sent me a Blu-ray copy of it like a year ago, and I still have not opened it and watched it. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I need to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I should definitely do that. If someone takes the time out to send you the thing to watch it, you probably should watch it. Yes, and I want to. It's not like I don't want to. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, I'm going to do it. A History of Violence is my number four, just for the simple fact that I just feel so guilty that I haven't seen that yet, so... Uh, you had the Kurosawa catalog, Casablanca. What do you got at number three, man? Uh, number three is an animated movie. Uh, it is one that a lot of people talk highly of, and it's actually a wonder that I haven't seen it because I've watched the first two iterate or the first two in the series. It's it's Toy Story three. What? Yeah, I haven't seen Toy Story three. After seeing the first two, is surprising that you didn't see three. Yeah, so like ninety six was the first one. I think like two thousand nineteen ninety nine two thousand. I think oh, 90, 95, 95, actually, 95. Okay, so yeah, I see. I saw the first Toy Story as like a kid, and I remember it fondly. And I saw the second Toy Story, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But, like, it's, it, like, but it's a trilogy, man. Like, it's right. The, it, but, like, it came out like years, I think it was like 2011 yeah, for Toy Story 3. Yeah, it took a minute. So, like, that was part of it, was that, like, it took so long, and I was just like, ah, do I really need to get back to this? I really don't feel like it. And then I started getting into, like, movie podcasts and uh, hanging out with you goofballs, and you're all like, oh, this Toy Story 3 thing's really good. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, maybe I should watch this. I have the Disney Plus. I should be able to watch this tonight. Nope. Haven't, just haven't taken the time. Man, that's the best in the series. And it's- I, and that's why it's on the list, is because, like, everyone says, oh, it's so great. It's the best one. And I just didn't take any time out to watch it. You know, it's. I remember being upset when Toy Story 4 came out. You've probably heard me talk, talk about this on the show. But we just had Emily on from Tasteless, and we were talking about Toy Story 3 because it was in our threequels. I ended up liking Toy Story 4 too, but I didn't want to because I thought the trilogy was perfect. Like I said, Toy Story 3 is my favorite, not only Toy Story film, but Pixar film. It's, yes. the, it's the best Pixar film. Wally and Inside Out might beat it on any given day but in terms of like just the impact and how it made you feel and just like how all this these character stories came together and like there were so many different turns in the movie without i don't want to give them away for you because hopefully you will watch it but uh i don't know man i challenge you to do like a triple feature man to watch all three of them oh yeah uh the problem is is that i know like the the big pivotal you do moment mm-hmm. and that just doesn't like it won't hit it, as hard. Maybe for you. it won't hit as hard. It probably won't hit as hard. So like, I don't know. It's the it's the fine line balancing act of like trying to find the time and also like, can I enjoy the ride knowing what the end is? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm surprised though. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't have been surprised had you not seen the first two. But I feel like seeing the right. first two, you're like you to yourself, you'd be like, well, I got to see the how it ends. Well, again, like tw- 2011, I'm like in college, and I'm just like. You know, at that point, I was like, hey, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> Is there boobs in this? No, I don't want to see it. 
The, okay. No boobs, I'm out. <laughs> Toy Story 3 for you, man. All right, I'm surprised you haven't seen that one. My number three, this is going to be one that people's jaw might hit the floor, and yourself, sure. yourself included. Okay. I don't think, you know, I've done so many episodes, but I don't think this movie's actually ever come up on my show, by, by a guest either, I mean. But it's the only film from this filmmaker that I, for some reason I have not seen from Mr. Quentin Tarantino, and it's The Hateful Eight from 2015. Uh, that's surprising, but also, like, I didn't like The Hateful Eight the first time I watched it, and, like, I rewatched, because he also did the director's cut, and that's mm-hmm. on Netflix, and it's like a, it's like a miniseries version of, of it, like, it's all cut, mm-hmm. in a way, so that way, like, you're, you know, all, all like, the, the four episodes are actual, like, thematic with each other. Like, I'm not, I'm actually not surprised by this. I'm trying to figure out, because this came out in 2015. Yes. Logan was born in 2014, mm-hmm. but I'm just like trying to figure out why I never saw this. But I feel like, you know, I didn't go, I didn't catch it in the theater mm-hmm. and then it just was gone. Like I just haven't had a chance to catch up with it. Sure. So I don't know why, because I love Tarantino. I love a ton of the actors in this, some actors that he had never worked with before, like Channing Tatum, you know, Walton Goggins, who we know from Fat Man, who I love. Oh, yes. So I really, really, really want to see it. And it's the only blind spot from Tarantino's catalog for me. So huh. uh, I need to get on it, man. But I, well, I don't want to say it like because the big thing, um, the big thing that actually kind of like changed my viewing on it was something that Caleb said about it. And I don't want to say what that was because I don't want to like, uh, you know, spoil like a, a vibe for you because I feel like whenever I. W- Whenever I say, say like what Caleb said, uh-huh. you'll look at it, you'll go, oh, yeah. And then you'll just feel that vibe throughout the entire movie. Uh, I want you to like, okay. experience the movie without understanding the vibe and see if you can pick up on the vibe uh, by yourself. Okay. All right. That'll be an interesting study then for sure. So The Hateful Eight, people know I'm such a huge Tarantino fan, so that might be surprising. But it's on my blind spot list as my number three. All right, man. We're up to our runner ups. What do you got at number two, Danny boy? All right. Uh, this is another catalog. Uh, I've seen maybe 20 minutes of this, uh, this catalog here. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't ready for it. Uh, I'm talking about the Studio Ghibli movies. I've seen maybe 20 minutes of Spirited Away, and that's it. These are the anime films? I don't know. These about, I'm not familiar films. with these, these ones. Oh, either. you, really? Yeah. Oh, that might be, uh, ooh, that might be a, a, seri- a patron series that we uh, collab on, what? where we both watch the Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this is uh, Princess Mononoke, Grave um, right. of the Fireflies, Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, like that that stuff. Okay. Like I said, I've seen 20 minutes of Spirited Away and just went, yeah, no. And this, but this was like when I was, this is probably, tw- uh, fuck, 20 years ago. I'm so old. Wow. Yeah, this is like close to 20 years ago. I, I you know, I'm, you're just not ready for a Studio Ghibli. I, I don't think it, at 13. If you are, uh, good for you. Uh, I just was not. I, you know, I, this was around the era of uh, Will Ferrell being my favorite actor because <laughs> of all this shit. So, like, you know, I definitely was not emotionally mature enough to, to appreciate a Studio Ghibli movie yet. So, wow. Okay, well, this also a blind spot for me, but it's also one that I'm not like, I don't really think about it a lot. The Spirited sure. Away, perhaps, because that one does come up quite a bit. 
Um, and even for this episode, Dan, I was looking at like IMDb 250 and yeah. I did the letterbox, you know, like a thousand movies to see before you die. And like, I was just mm-hmm. kind of scrolling through all those lists. And so, so you and I had the same preparation for this was Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was and up then, against the wire. And then I started wire. going through uh, everybody's like top rated movies. And that, that's where I picked out Toy Story 3 because like I, I went through like four people and then Toy Story 3 was like yeah. in the top like 20 of each of them. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's on the list. Yeah. Especially from an animation perspective, that doesn't surprise me. But, but I did see Spirited Away pop up on a lot of those lists. So... I think that one probably would be the first one I would gravitate towards because I feel like sure. that's like the – is that fair to say that one may be the most well-known? Probably. Mm. I don't know for sure because I feel like it's that, but like My Neighbor Totoro has a lot of like memes surrounding it. So like maybe that's known because of the I, – I don't know. I don't know like what's considered well-known because like, – do 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 memes count for well knownness? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what 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 is well known now in the age of the internet is the most boomer thing I have to I say. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I'm right there with you though. So maybe we could do that for the my first time. Maybe we could yeah, figure let's do that it. out. Fuck yeah. It. yeah, I want to see him, so that'd be cool. All right. Well, my runner up is one of those movies that's like just on the tip of everybody's tongue. Everybody at least knows of it, whether they've seen it or not. I was trying to look it up to see if it won the Academy Award that year. I feel like it did, but it does say that it was considered it's considered one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. It was nominated for 8 Academy Awards including picture, director, supporting actor, cinematography and sound. And it's uh from a filmmaker that I saw a lot of people mention over in the suggestion box when we get there, but not the movie. The movie I'm talking about is Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Oh, okay. From 1979, uh, the war epic kind of war drama film. I never saw it. What about you? Yeah, uh, I have not seen it either, okay. but it's not like one of those high on my list ones. You know, I, you know. I don't know. I just, I feel like I should have seen this, you know? I, I feel like I've seen Kong Skull Island, so therefore I've seen Apocalypse <laughs> Now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen, uh, you know, obviously Francis Ford Coppola is a legend. So I don't know why I haven't seen this came out in 1979. I was obviously way too young when it came out, but getting into film in the late eighties, early nineties, like I did, I just feel like this would have come to me at some point, but it never did. And I haven't like sought it out. It's also probably really long and you know, I hate long movies. Oh yeah. Cause there's uh apocalypse now then I, I think it's on prime. Okay. There's Apocalypse Now Redux or so, or it might even be on Netflix. I I can't say for sure, but like it, it it's one of those movies that like floats between the streaming services constantly. Okay. So so uh like you you have to get I don't say lucky cuz you know, you, you can plan it out, but you you know, you're the if you think about watching it and then you don't. And then a few months later, you think about watching. It's not going to be in the same place it was. I mean, I just went over on Letterboxd to look it up real quick. And, like, you know how it'll show your friends that have seen it. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. There's two, four, six, eight, ten. El- the first 11 friends on my list is five stars. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 23 friends that have seen it. So, what's Julio's thoughts on it? Has, has Julio, you got Julio see. on there? Uh, four stars. Oh, there we go. So Julio says, uh, you know, soft recommend. Yeah, four stars. The aforementioned Dan Roski gave it four stars. Yeah. Wow. My daughter has seen it and I haven't. That makes me. <laughs> she, well, I mean, she's also in like film school. Yeah, she gave it four stars too. So, yeah. All right. So Apocalypse Now, obviously well revered across the board. You know, that was 79 too. It was a Vietnam film. 
Yeah. I mean, that was, that was like the thing then, you know what I mean? Like everybody was really trying to like get the best story about just that part of our country's history, you know? And I feel like I should have seen this because I loved, you know, Born on the Fourth of July and Platoon and, you know, there's a lot of- Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket. There's a lot of great movies that have the same- this kind of story that I really love, but I just never saw this one. And it's crazy. Cause that's probably, this is probably the most popular in terms of like, you know, Vietnam film. So, yeah. All right. So that's my number two. We're up to our number ones. And I figured this would be a shorter episode, Dan, because a, you don't like when I run long and uh, B, we, uh, we haven't seen these. <laughs> so what are we going to say? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I love when you run long. In fact, I want you to have more hour and a half episodes. Oh, uh, God. G- give me, give me them two hour episodes. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, there was a stretch of Netflix and Seville that went for over two, like over an hour and a half, and a couple even went over two hours. And I dedicated I those know. specifically to you. I know, and I had to listen to them on double speed. <laughs> I have to listen to everything on double speed. I, my backlog of, of podcasts is like two hundred and thirty-five right now. Yeah, you were telling me that. I don't go double speed really ever. I go one point five, but I had to go. Right. I had to go double speed on the two hours. That's fair. I've done that for Julio show too. Love you, Julio. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. What do you got? Number so, one, man. My number one is uh, one of the most popular movies ever. It is also widely considered by many metrics to be the best movie ever. Mm. It's the Shawshank Redemption. You've never seen this? No, not even a little bit. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I know the. I know the fucking memes. You know the crawling through shit. Uh, I, I've seen. The Family Guy, like, short story version of the Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's, so, like, I am familiar with the story. I just have never seen the movie. Wow. Even for you, that surprises me. I know. And that's why, Gerald, I know how to pick my number ones. Wow. That is crazy, man. I I love this movie. Based on a Stephen King story, right? I think. Yes. uh, Frank Darabont directed. Yeah. uh, there's what the, there's some famous story where like you know uh Stephen King like ha, like kept the check of Frank Darabont uh buying the license to the story. Oh really? I don't know. Like that. he kept it uncashed and I think he gave it back to Darabont after he after he uh saw the movie or something like that. It's not it's something like that. I probably bastardized it. Somebody's going to mention it in the comments yeah. and uh okay. I'm gonna I didn't, like know, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I, that's surprising, man. That one and Toy Story three are the biggest surprises for me on your list. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I just you seem like the kind of guy that would like that movie. I feel like you should watch that. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's you know, Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, great story of friendship, overcoming the odds. You know, some great pop culture like stuff now that you mm. you'll know when you watch it. Oh, that's where that comes from. So cool, man. Shawshank Redemption, your number one. Yeah. It is surprising for me, but I love that movie. So give it a go. My number one is a movie that is older. It came out in 2003, but so it's almost 20 years old. However, in the last like, uh, I would say probably three years, three to four years, I've like, it's been number one on my watch list. Like I really, really want to watch this, but I have an excuse for this one as to why I haven't. Okay. Because I feel like I have to watch this with people, probably like you, our boy, Nick, Caleb, like even if we do it virtually or whatever, like, I feel like I need to watch this with a group of people. I've seen clips of it. I've seen a kind of like biopic version where they kind of told the story of it. But I've never seen The Room from 2003. Mm. All right. Yeah, this is this is a boys movie. Like, uh, I, I watched the first because Adult Swim, uh, which is uh, on Cartoon Network, uh, like their 
after nine o'clock uh, thing. Mm-hmm. They, for an April Fool's joke, played The Room on television. <laughs> and I got through about 12 minutes of The Room. Yeah. Uh, and this, because I all I was, all I was, all I wanted from Adult Swim was, was to watch some fucking cartoons. Yeah. And, and watch some fucking like anime and shit. And they played The Room, and I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to bed. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Because it's not the kind of movie you want to sit down and like, watch by yourself. You know? No. I, you know I, at least I don't imagine. You know, I don't think so. I like, mean, there, I know there's some movies that are hilariously terrible that you can sit there by yourself and watch. I'm like, yeah, my but, brain has broken where I do that now. But, but even but, those, you love enjoying them with at least another person. You know, like oh, if yeah. Ashley if was if we could do a fucking money plane watch, yeah, watch along, there you oh go. my God, I'd, I'd come so hard. Yeah, there you go. But I, I got to see this with a couple of my dudes, you know, and just like dissect it, laugh at it, have a good time, you know. And I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those movies that everybody says it's so bad, it's great, you know. And it's like yeah. the, it, I've heard people say it's the worst movie of all time. But then it's like so well respected because of how passionate Tommy Wiseau was about it. I love The Disaster Artist a few years ago. I thought that was a really good movie about the making of it. I don't know if you ever sure. saw that one, but that was really no. good. And I, no, was, I, I, I was able to enjoy that. Uh, that. The Disaster Artist is what I'm holding off on, because like, I feel like if I see The Disaster Artist before I see The Room, it, it would ruin The Room for me, in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope not, because that's what I did. But it was at Oscar contention that year, and uh, I, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. So I have never seen The Room, though. I know Nick listens to the show, and I don't know if he knew that. So if he wants to come on and do my first time, you know, Beverly Hills cops waiting and now so is the room. So I don't, mm. I don't know when we make it happen, but that's my number one. I feel like I really have to see that someday. Uh, it's gotta be seen. So, and you only saw 12 minutes of it. So you need to be involved too. Roughly. I, I got up to the belly button sex scene. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay, I'll take it. Oh, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> oh man. All right. So I, let's take a break. How about that? We'll take a break. We'll come back. Sure. We'll wrap up the top fives, and I've got five honorables, Dan, because you're on the show, and I have to round uh, out my true. top ten. So don't you knew I was going to do that. So we'll be right back, guys. Sit tight. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast, and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back in guys. You just heard me and Dan from Netflix and Swill going over our top five movies that we should have seen. They are blind spots for us though. And we have not seen them as of the day of this recording, which is October, 2022. We got to see him, Dan. We got to. We also have a lot of TV shows to see from the last time we did this. <laughs> we got a lot of shit to watch. <laughs> we got, we keep committing to all this, and then we just don't make it happen. But why don't you remind everybody what five things you had over there in your blind spot? All right. So my number five was the entire Akira, Akira Kurosawa. There we go. Catalog. Uh, number four, Casablanca. Number three, Toy Story three. Number two, the Studio Ghibli catalog. And number one. 
the best movie of all time, according to the internet, <laughs> The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that one surprised me. My five were from 1977, Suspiria, the Dario Argento horror classic that for some fucking reason I haven't seen. And I also haven't seen Dakota Johnson in the remake. What am I doing? My number four is A History of Violence that someone literally mailed to me so that I would watch it, and I still haven't, but I'm, <laughs> I promise I will. My number three is The Hateful Eight from Tarantino. My number two is Apocalypse Now. And my number one is The Room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, honorable mentions, man. I got five, of course. I'll run through mine. But first, what did you have over there, man? All right. Uh, I went fewer because like, I put so many catalogs. Like, I have another catalog in my honorable mentions. But uh, Citizen Kane, Yeah. that that dropped off the list entirely because like, that was up there. But like that dropped off the list entirely after I watched fucking Mank. Whenever that came up, uh, yeah, tell me about Mank, it. Uh, Mank was suffering, and like, if Mank is anything like fucking Citizen Kane, I'm gonna suffer the mm-hmm, whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julio's gonna hate this, but The Wolf of Wall Street. What? Like this is yeah. I haven't seen this movie, but oh, Julio man. hates this movie. Oh, I love this movie. V- uh, very much dislikes this movie. So I'm sorry, Julio. But like, yeah, I haven't. I've seen like clips and, and like all the memes and like yeah, the, DiCaprio, the the Jordan, man kills yeah, it. Like also uh, Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. like, like fucking high in the party, like that. That that's one I good, see all the time. Yeah, that's but, good. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know, man. That's a good one. It, it it's Scorsese and Scorsese's hit and miss with me. Yeah, so it's a good one. That, that's what scared me off. That's one of the few. By the way, that's one of the few three hour movies that I'll watch anytime somebody wants to put it on. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I've seen some of his movies. So, like, I didn't want to put him in the list next to, like, Kurosawa and Studio Ghibli, but, like, Alfred Hitchcock. I've seen mm-hmm. The Birds, I've seen Strangers on a Train, and that's about it. And I've seen the, the shower scene in Psycho. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Never seen Vertigo? Mm-mm. Rear Window? Nope. Okay. Yeah, you got some watching to do then, man, but it, it, no, good No shit. North by Northwest. Nothing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's fair then. Is that it? You got anything else? Uh no, like I said, with right. the, with the catalogs, I I wanted to go a bit shorter, but right. like I honestly be, with the catalogs itself, that's like thirty films. Yeah, true. I'll list my six through ten real quick. I also had Scorsese on my list. I never saw Raging Bull. Oh, did don't worry see, about it. Did you ever see that? One? <laughs> don't worry about it. We did we did that we did that for a Netflix and Swell episode. And I wanted to like uh, I was so bored. Some people might be surprised by this one because I've seen this is one of those movies that like. I've seen in like 10, 15 minute increments over the course of the last 20 years, but I don't think I've seen it to where I could piece it together as one film. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you where like it'll be on like TBS or something and you'll watch like one scene and then a year later you'll watch another scene and like. (laughs) Yes. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, uh, like I'll sit down to actually watch a movie for the first, like not for the first time, but like all the way through and like, oh, this is how it begins. Like I had no idea like how this is how the movie starts. So that happened. That's happening with me in my life for a movie called The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen like probably 10 scenes at different points in my life and like obviously like clips and memes and all that kind of shit. But I've never seen the whole movie and I want to. So that's why it's on my list because I love everybody involved and everything I've seen I really like too. So right. Also might surprise people because I'm a A, I'm a history buff. B, I'm a film buff. C, this is arguably the greatest filmmaker of our time and arguably the greatest actor of our time. I know you're not going to say that, but a lot of people would. It's Lincoln. Steven Spielberg's Lincoln I never saw. Uh, no, I, I respect Daniel Day-Lewis a lot. I just don't think he – like I, I think the movies he's in are vehicles for him – uh, and everything else suffers because no one, like, you just can't write around him. Like, mm-hmm. there will be blood. 
I I will be bored, mm-hmm. you know. So like, <laughs> you know, I just yeah, I get it. Daniel Day Lewis is an incredible actor. It's just I I think the vehicles that he's in are just like slog fests outside of him. Well, did you ever see Lincoln? No. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, this one is probably now. Look, you were talking earlier about our friend circle and different podcasters that we know and stuff like that. People love this fucking movie. They love this franchise. There was even a sequel in the last few years. Uh, but this is originally from the 80s, I believe. Let me see if I can get the year on it. I never saw the original. I never saw any of the sequels. I've seen clips. I know some of the popular stuff you know, from them because of mm-hmm. just being in the pop culture zeitgeist over the last 30 years or whatever. But I've never seen Blade Runner. Oh, that's fine. And I've also never seen the one with Gosling. Yeah, the Blade uh, Runner sucks. Twenty forty nine. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Blade Runner, the director's cut, or whatever, whatever the cut is that circulates and yeah. everyone says to watch, sucks. It, okay, it, sorry, it, it's a, it's a shit movie. But people, am I wrong? Besides you, though, I mean, but people love this, right? Or no? Yes, yeah, people yeah, love yeah. Okay, it. all right. Okay, all don't right. get me wrong. People love it. I just think it sucks. <laughs> okay, and then there's this like. I guess I'll do the franchise. I mean, I put Before Sunrise on here, but there's also a sequel called Before yeah. Sunset, but I've never seen either one of them. Well, there's Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight, Okay, I think. So I've never seen any of those, and I've heard great and, things. And I think they're, I've heard rumors that they're doing another before. Okay. Because I think it's Ethan Hawke and Taya Leone? Uh, Julie Depley. Okay, sorry. But- I love him and I love Richard Linklater, the director. And I just, and I, everybody like raves about these, especially before Sunset, which I think was the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just never seen any of them and I want to. So I'm probably going to do a double feature at some point, maybe with my wife and we'll be romantic and uh, she won't do that. But anyway, we can she, watch it she, together. She, uh, <laughs> I mean, she'll watch it. She just won't be romantic. Exactly. Yeah. She'll be like, could you please sit on the other couch? What are you doing? Uh, so yeah, I haven't seen any of those. So that's, that's uh, what rounds off my list there. So there you go. Uh, no crossover, not too surprising because there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen. True. And our sensibilities are a little bit different. So, like, you didn't have any horror and, you know, did you? I don't think you did. No, unless there's horror in one of the catalogs that I mentioned. But, like, well, Hitchcock, uh, so like I guess, psycho, technically. So, like, a psycho, technically, but, like, yeah, that's about it. Like, nothing All right. overtly. All right. So. Look, we just decided to do this like an hour and a half ago. I didn't know if we were going to get a lot of feedback, but we did. So let's open up the suggestion box, Dan. Let's see what we got going on over there on Facebook. What's in the box? Uh, I said we have an impromptu recording. I need your help. What is the greatest or what is your greatest movie blind spot is what I said over there on Facebook. Billy from We Watch the Thing says The Godfather Part 2. He only saw the first one in the last few mm-hmm. years. The Godfather... Mm-hmm. I feel like either people have seen that and loved it, or it's a blind spot for people. I don't feel like there's anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm in the same right. boat as Billy. I actually own The Godfather Part 2, right. uh, which I haven't seen. And I, I have no excuse other than I just haven't made the time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Um, I, I definitely prefer two to one, so it's funny to me that he's seen one and not two. So I think mm-hmm. I think Billy will like Part 2. We'll see. Our buddy Julio, who we've already mentioned a few times. He just did their Psycho episode, so it reminded him that there's a lot of Hitchcock he's got to get to, much like you. He said Vertigo, The Birds, North by Northwest, so a lot of Hitchcock. I just want Julio to know, I watched The Birds when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> wow. Uh, did it scare you? No. Okay, all right. Though it, that movie's wild, just watching fucking Tippy Hedren have birds thrown, live birds thrown at yeah, her. Is, yeah, uh, it's intense. That's something. Um, Julio or Billy says he wants to talk to Julio about Hitchcock at some point. So they're going to get together go. and do that. Adam, uh, you always correct me. It's Mueller, right? 
Malor. Malor. Are you sure about that? Did you confirm that? That is what Paul says. Uh, Paul hasn't okay. been corrected in like a hundred episodes, okay, so, so we're Mal- assuming that Paul is correct. So Adam Malor, right? He, yes. he says Grease is probably one of the most popular musicals, and I just haven't seen it. It's the word. It is the word, man. Get on it. Josh Ragland, patron or friend of the show, says there's so many, but he, the first one that comes to mind is Jaws. Yeah, that's that's kind of wild. That's Josh, that's actually like one of the man. first ones that actually surprises me because like Josh. that's a that's an Independence Day movie for me every year. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but Joey DiCarlo from So Wizard says he was in the same boat because he just saw, which I don't know if that was pun intended, uh, but he just saw it last year. Uh, he was a scaredy cat as a kid, so he never got around to watching it. That's yeah, that's fair. So, but at least he's seen it. So I'm sure Josh will get on that soon. Uh, Chris Yanni, patron or friend of the show, says Paddington Two. He's heard so many great things. He loved the first one. Also, On the Waterfront, Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies is another Studio Ghibli. So, Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Joey from So Wizard. So he said he's never seen any of the Godfather movies. I, t- I told you, there's a lot of people that that's just a yeah. blind spot for. I don't. It's such a daunting thing, really, though. Because it's like these three-hour uh, epics and like they all, yeah. you know, you have to watch the next one if you want. So I get it, you know. Uh, Amanda also says The Godfather, but she says Part 3. And she also says Scarface and Airplane, which is surprising. Yeah, that's, that's those are all right. Yeah, yeah. Michael Hill, patron and friend of the show, says Jaws, another Jaws, guys. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. These, these guys are going for my heart here. And then he's going for your heart with this one. He says Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, that's four hours. Like, <laughs> it's a minute. That's for anybody sure. Anybody who says they haven't watched that, uh, I don't blame them. Yeah, watch it in four parts, and then you're good. Yeah. Uh, Jared Taylor says Terrifier. Which he's a horror fan, so that no, surprises okay. me a little bit. No, that's that's fine. It's not fine because that's a fucking no, brutally fucking great awful horror. Movie. Oh, it's so good. Awful. And the sequels. Why is the sequel over two hours? Oh, Dan, did you see they did that to me? It's like two hours. No, and 20 minutes. I didn't see that. That's that's fantastic, oh, and that is horrible. that is your just desserts. God, I hate that. David Powell, patron or friend of the show, says he was recently reminded that he never saw Mystic River. He also, well, I'm surprised by this one. He also never watched Drive with Gosling. Drive's okay. Yeah, it's good, like, but I feel like David Powell is the kind of guy that would have seen that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he also says um, Atonement and The Apartment. Uh, I haven't seen either of the other ones, but yeah, Drive, Drive's fine. Yeah, like it, it was one of those movies where I was like, oh yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I'm glad I've seen it now. Cool. And we will end on Lindsay Dunn, recent guest on the show, friend of the show. She says the Evil Dead series. Wow. <laughs> wow. And she's... Hey, even, even I've seen all of those movies, including the, the remake. Yeah, the remake is badass, dude. One of my favorite remakes, as you know, if you've listened to the show this in October. But uh, Lindsay, I just found out, is is a horror fan. So hopefully she will get on the Evil Dead. Oh, interesting. That, that, that's a perfect horror series, in my opinion. So uh, thank you, Lindsay, for the feedback. And thank you to everyone else, guys. Make sure you check the show notes and join up over on the Facebook fan page if you have not already, because that's where I try to interact with my fans the most, and I really do appreciate the feedback every week. Dan, uh, I don't think anybody listening knows where to not find you, because if they found me, they probably found you, because you host that me. That's true. So, right? I mean, it's kind of like a whole incestuous uh, thing we have going here, but... Yeah, so uh, I actually, uh, I'm slowly working on uh, reconfiguring the website, because currently what happens is, like, if you go to the website, you go to, like, you go to a two-piece episode, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this this podcast's really cool. You know, I just listen directly on the on the on the website like I, I want to see more of this guy from in Apple Podcasts or whatever 
and you click the Apple Podcast link, well, it goes to Netflix as well. Oh, so I'm slowly okay. working through it. I didn't even know to that. To where everybody's everybody's links will d- direct to their podcast, so that way, you know, all the clicks don't go towards Netflix and Swill. But, uh, yeah, NetflixandSwill.com if you want to stop shop for all the things Netflix and Swill and friends. Uh, it's got Netflix and Swill, which is going to be Netflix and Swill until uh, Netflix DMCA is our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got two-piece. It's got rabbit ears. It's got uh, some podcast whenever it decides it wants to record. It's got uh, all your favorites. Yeah, man. And I appreciate you hosting it, and I always appreciate when you come on the show, too. So thanks for being here, man. Of course. Thanks for helping me come up with another topic for the for the month of November. Like I was telling you before we started recording, this was perfect because now you rounded out the month, man. we got a full November now, Hooray. so I appreciate it. Guys, that was it. That was our top five movie blind spots with Dan from Netflix and Swill, one of the great friends of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and I really appreciate him being here, and I appreciate all of you guys tuning in, and we will see you next week. Take care. Take care.